We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise the continuing connections to lands, waters and communities. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was, always will be. Welcome back to the Euro Trash Talk podcast, where me and my friends not only pick apart each of the songs of the Eurovision Song Contest, but we pick each other apart too. It's episode three, so you should know who I am by this stage. Hello, I'm Jade. If you have missed out on any of the other episodes, they're just sitting there waiting for you to click go and listen to them. So, you know, go back, go and have a listen. I am really excited that we're going to be going forward with four new songs today, as well as meeting the final host of The Seven of Us, Kaz. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the United Kingdom, Greece, Georgia and Belgium, please go ahead and do that right now. Um, I have put a link of all of the 37 songs of this year's contest in the show notes below. I can't put any of the songs actually in the podcast due to copyright reasons. Otherwise, we would be pumping these songs you know, all episode long. <laughs> but I feel like it really enhances the experience of listening to us <laughs> have a little little chat about each of these songs if you know why we're bullying each other. So without further ado, I'm not going to drag this on any longer. We're just going to go straight into it. First of all, I want to say hello to a returnee. Hello, Aiden. Welcome back. Hi. Am I back by popular demand or am I just the only person who would do this? You are making my life so much harder by being here, but I thank you that's, so much. That's all I aim to do in, my, in life, honestly. <laughs> Excellent. And I am super, super, super lucky to have someone else joining us today who is Australian, but is currently all the way in the Netherlands. So we're recording at a later time slot than usual. Thank you so much to Kaz for being here. Hello. Hi, I'm the Dutch correspondent of this podcast, actually. That's why. <laughs> oh, those sub-based frequencies coming in across all the way to Australia. <laughs> I like it. I'm so excited. So first things first, what do you do with yourself outside of Eurovision? What does your life look like? Uh, well, right now I'm studying psychology. That's why I'm in the Netherlands. And besides that, like, honestly... Eurovision has been like my biggest hobby for a while, but I'm really interested in reality TV. That's like my other yeah. thing. Eurovision and reality TV. I'm really gay, which is, that's like the biggest <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh my God, if... aren't we all? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Eurovision being your life and reality TV, tell us how you got into Eurovision. Like what's your journey been like so far? Okay, so the first entry I like remember liking is... Hardy says Doom Tech Tech, which makes sense because, you know, I'm Turkish. That's another thing you probably yep. should know. And it comes up a lot. <laughs> it really does. It comes up a surprising amount, more than you would think. But then I joined Twitter, I think, in 2018. And then okay. I met everyone. And that's kind of when the obsession started. And now, you know, you're in Europe in the heart of where Eurovision is happening. And you just told us you're heading off to Eurovision in concert very soon as well. 
Yes, I'm really excited. I have my well, spoilers, but I am taking a giant Belgian flag with me and I am going to wave it and <laughs> yell at Gustav on stage to the point where he's going to get very distracted and probably a little bit scared. Thank you so much. You're doing it for both of us. Like, I'm with you in spirit all the way. Exactly. <laughs> okay, hold, on, you, hold on a second. We haven't even started to talk about Belgium yet, so don't do I feel this like yet. Belgium consumes all discourse about this year, if we're on it. Like, if we're being honest with ourselves, like, <laughs> Gustav is omnipresent. Is that how you say yeah. that? Omnipresent. Omnipresent? Yeah. Om- omnipresent? O- omnipotent? That's no, probably that's one. No, different wait. thing. No, they're different words. And then obviously we finally got the chance to meet you at Australia wow. Decides as well. Yes. Oh my God, I don't want to like hype it up too much, but that was, I think, like a top five like thing on my life. Oh my God. It was so much fun, even though everything went wrong. Like, uh, <laughs> every, like production-wise, we died multiple times. Yeah, the we did. song that we didn't like won, but it was such a fun time. the actual show was pretty shit. <laughs> Yeah, and I also like want to acknowledge it's like a pretty scary thing to get on a flight and meet a bunch of people that you've only ever spoken to on the internet and stay with them. Like we literally lived together for what like five days. I mean, Kaz and I had like met each other before because us and Aeon we met like right before twenty twenty one because we went out for a day in Sydney because Aeon was visiting. Yes, Kaz lives in Sydney as well. Oh yeah, yeah. There's two Sydney people. Yes, I'm. I'm where the Sydney siders. (laughs) Sydney siders. All right. And we are excited to have you back in Australia soon, Kaz. We we miss you. Exactly. And my return's imminent. My Melbourne debut's coming. <laughs> so we are lucky to have the time now to talk about four songs from this year. And hopefully you'll see a lot of them at Eurovision in concert, Kaz. And what better to start with than the mother herself... We're going to talk about May Muller's I Wrote a Song, which is the United Kingdom's entry. And I guess the journey into representing Eurovision was filled with lots of controversy because there was lots of rumours about other artists being selected for the United Mm. Kingdom, if you'll remember. There was lots of rumours about Rina Sawayama in particular. Was there any other uh, artists that I'm missing? Mimi Webb kind of towards the end it looked like it might be her for a second and then in the end it was kind of like May versus Mimi and I think there were some other names but really like the only names that were seriously going around I mean I don't know how serious Rena was but it was like Rena 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 and then it was like Mimi Webb and then it was like May (laughs) Miller. And she definitely like Rena leaned into it a lot. As she should like that is a mother as well. There's so many people in the aftermath who are like, she shouldn't have egged it on. That's actually really toxic of her. And I'm like, you do it too for a check. Like, I'm sorry. If <laughs> she got of all course the you would think that. without having to lift a finger. Because she got yeah. like all those articles written about her, like people checking out the album. Because like even last year when she did that Vivo Live performance of Hold the Girl. I'm a Rena Sawayama fan, by the way. Yeah, um, I can When tell. she did that like Vivo Live performance of Hold the Girl and the stage for Vivo Live looks like the ESCZ 2022 stage. Ah. And so people, myself included, were making like all these comparisons between that performance and ESCZ. And it was like, haha, Rina Sawayama is going to Eurovision with Hold the Girl, which is kind of like a very Eurovision-y song. And then it just kind of spiraled from there. I don't even remember what sparked it. I know a lot of people made shit up about Rina going to Eurovision. And I know this because I made shit up and then it got like (laughs) 200 likes and then people believed it more. And I was like, okay. Yeah. People really wanted to believe it. 
<laughs> people were just talking out of their ass for like three months. There was nothing to go off. Yeah. People will believe anything. After all of that, finally, May sort of spoiled it a little bit early by posting, I wrote a song on TikTok. She sort of teased the new song but didn't announce that it was going to Eurovision. But I think a lot of people caught on very quickly. I'm stealing a phrase here, but it was one of the most anticipated releases of the year, I would say. (laughs) But I want to know now from the two of you what your initial reactions were. So I'm going to start with Kaz. I'm going to claim something here. I was the only person, and I'm an only person, who liked the leaked TikTok. It wasn't leaked. The The only person. Everyone else was like, this is bad. It should be Rina. I was like... This clears Austria. This clears Armenia. Like, this is going to be so good. <laughs> and I was right. And it's so Love Island core. It's like Mabel core. It's like <laughs> possible. And I'm not a music person, so you two can, like, correct me on this. But the thing I love about it, I think, is the looks left and right production. Looks left and like, right. It just... You haven't stepped on a mine yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dodge that one. But I just love the production of this. Like, I just feel like it's so... It's so clean and it's just so crisp in a way that it just works. And I was the OG. That's all I have to say. Okay. So if you're the OG, what's good about the song now? What do you enjoy about the song that makes you think that it, it gives? Well, I, it's okay. It's like very, sometimes like you just need like a basic pop song. And like totally. the lyrics for this are just like, they're just so, for lack of a better word, cunty. <laughs> yes, it's just perfect in every way. Like literally. This is what I want from every Eurovision song. If you're going to be, like, boring, just be cunty. And that's what she did. So you're saying she's boring? Or the song well, like, is boring? I, I mean, like, the song isn't that, that deep. Yeah. You know what I yes. mean? Like, it's not exactly changing the game. But it's just fun. It's just, like, it doesn't need to be a Portuguese love ballad or some, like, Hungarian story about, like, you know, immigrating. Totally. It can just be a song about trying to smash someone's car in with good music. Yeah. I'm going to jump in here and say that I agree because I think that the song is something that is super radio friendly, but there is something really special about the song because I think it acknowledges just like how fun it is, just inherently in the nature of the production, just the bass is off the charts. You know, you've got beautiful flamenco guitar. We've got sort of like, she goes, lots of times throughout the hook. And she's talking about a universal feeling of, you know, being dumped and not being able to do anything about it, really, and holding in all of these, like, aggressive feelings. And you're right. It's cunty. She just wants to serve. She's a waitress. What can I say? (laughs) Aiden, do you agree? Yes. But if you had me on to talk about this, like, a week or two ago, I would have been extremely negative. When that snippet (laughs) dropped, I was like... Right, okay. Tap have completely lost it. Like, what are they doing? I didn't even like Spaceman. Never liked yeah. it. Never probably will like it. But I was like, even I'm like, this feels like a come down. I was very confused by what they were going for. I thought it was cheap. I thought it was tacky. I thought it was basically, I just thought it was shit. And I kind of sat with it for a while. And I think I've kind of maybe been a bit influenced to give it a reevaluation by just like May's social media presence because she's just so fucking funny (laughs) and like you just want to be her friend isn't it so good though because she's just leaning into any of the hate and having a laugh about it 
she's got like the right amount of self-awareness. It's not so self-aware that it feels like she's trying to be your friend to get votes. Mm-hmm. It just feels like she's like very self-aware. Like she's not Shireen. I don't know if I can say yeah. that. She's like doing it way more effortlessly. And I really love, I really dig her vibe. It's really good. And I don't know, I think that combined with, I just started hearing the song in public and oh, I just kind you? of had, yeah, I heard it at work. You I was did? I was closing the bar last oh week. Oh my God. And I heard it and I freaked the fuck out. I was like, hello. So I've basically had a very similar arc with this song that I did with Brooke Scullion last year, where I've gone from thinking this is so stupid and so trashy and so cheap and so nothing to thinking this is dumb, fun, pop girly moment and i am just gonna let myself yass out a little bit because life's too short to always be very artistic and very like it has to speak something to me sometimes you guys are right it just needs to be about smashing someone's car in with a golf club i feel like tap have just figured out the secret formula all of a sudden it's such a good thing that the united kingdom have changed their i guess music production team and are going for something completely different because I feel like they just fell into what I talked about the other week, which is like the um, AQ rut of like not even trying. Yeah. And they were stuck there for a while. And obviously you could tell it wasn't bringing results because James Newman, as an example, <laughs> just what a uh, <laughs> oh God. what a, oh. a fart of a competition entry. And people really thought that was gonna that was gonna turn the tides. That was the first year of the BMG record deal, and then they went, mm, "We actually don't want to do this anymore." And then they just vanished on like a five year deal or something. That was quite did they? Dramatic. Oh yeah, they were meant they were meant to do it a few more times. I'm pretty sure. I don't think they were meant to just be like a let's do it once and see how we go. I'm pretty sure they were meant to stick around. And were they, they behind not. my last breath as well, or no? <laughs> yes, yes. So they sort of did two years and yeah. Like, they stuck around because they were like, well, we haven't actually seen how it's gone yet. And then they yeeted after the double zero. Which, like, to be fair, why wouldn't you? As much as I did not like Spaceman, Sam Ryder was at least a much better choice on PayPal. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, when you see the staging of it, whether you like it or not, it was visually impressive and it broke up, you know, the year in a really big way, I think. It it was better than Styrofoam Trumpets. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you could have, like, James Newman couldn't have been a more boring choice. (laughs) So now that I think about I wrote a song and what it could look like on stage, and also it's closing the grand final, by the way. Yeah. I think that the stage performance, like, it's going to be incredible. I'm half expecting a smashed up car to come on stage and, like, all of her Mm. girlies to be sitting on the hood of it and, like... Vanessa Vanessa (laughs) Amorossi. She paved the way. She paved the way. Hopefully with better vocals. Australia decides ahead of the curve yet again. Uh, Yet um, again. (laughs) Where are our flowers? But, yeah, I'm expecting to see something of that sort of production. Mm. What about uh, you, Kaz? What are you thinking it's going to look like on stage? The music video, if we're looking at the music video, trying to like gauge it, I think the music video is really, really good. Like it's really just, again, it's like kind of with the song, it's very just like fun and it's just very creative. But to be honest, I don't know if this song is going to do well. Oh. I have this feeling because there was a um, performance at the, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was a Spanish uh, pre-party. And Barcelona? she wasn't. Yeah, Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah. And she wasn't incredible but i understand like they still have so much time and they like that was like kind of you know obviously that's not the eurovision stage but i just don't i feel like going last in the running order isn't great and 
I also feel like I don't know if I expect it to be elevated life. I hope it will be, but I'm honestly probably expecting it between like 18 and like 20 overall. Ooh, okay. that's actually, that's lower than even I'd say. Yeah, I don't want it to happen, but I just have a feeling it's going to happen. I also feel, yeah, like, I don't know. I just think back to like San Marino with Adrenalina. Like that was kind of yeah, another, I feel like I in the say. same level form last, but then it just kind of didn't click. Okay. I have to ask a question to people not hype San Marino up as a joke because I thought it was a joke and then Adrenaline oh, no, did that I thought and they everyone were seemed very genuinely well. part and I was like I'm sorry are we not all like it feels like bullying the unpopular kid because everyone's like pretending to like them I thought that's oh what God. that was and then everyone seemed really cut by it and I was like oh Aiden that's such a you thought like bullying the <laughs> <laughs> that's you couldn't have said something it's like kicking someone when they're down. Like yeah. San Marino is already like I want them to withdraw so badly. I'm I hate micro states. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't get adrenaline, but on the other hand, Grande Amore won the televote from last in the running order. I can see this doing quite well under the right circumstances, and I know it's not really comparable, but I believe when the UK returned to Jask last year, I don't think they have tap for that. I think that's just them. And the way they staged Lose My Head was very impressive. And I feel like they have learnt a lot and they are really trying. And I feel like in some ways that might have been a test run for sending something more akin to, like, honestly, this is the most British entry that we've gotten in a while. Either they had to commit to something very Arctic Monkeys, like that kind of like very indie man band sound, or they had to commit to the Slay Yas Girl Bob Mabel sound. For a while, they've just been doing very, like, middle-of-the-road Eurovision sound. But now they're, like, embracing British culture. People say there's no such thing as British culture. I wrote a song by May Muller. <laughs> it's the equivalent of Ireland getting out, like, the orange and green and having the, like, what is the instrument that they always use? It's not bagpipes. That's Scotland. I'm just thinking of heartbeat right now. <laughs> like a flute? Yeah. A flute. Flute. <laughs> like, this is the equivalent. I have to agree with Aiden. I really feel like... The performance is at the perfect place. I couldn't pick a better closer, actually, because it is so fun and upbeat and really, like, enjoyable to listen to. I mean, it's on home soil, so I think that crowd is just going to go wild. And you're going to feel the atmosphere from wherever you're sitting in the world like and watching, and you're going to remember it because it's the last thing we're going to hear as well. And I just think that this is going to take that energy and really speak to a lot of people. Let's say all the other big favourites. I mean, not this is a big favourite, but let's say all the big favourites, which in my mind is Sweden, Finland. That's really it. So let's say Sweden and Finland both get second half. Sweden isn't going to be 25th because they're not going to put a break after 24th. And even though we know they're changing the tattoo staging, I imagine it'll still be very similar, just like streamlined. Like I reckon it'll just be the same thing with a lighter prop. But, like, they're not going to put Lorene 25th because that's just not a good place for a break in the show. And I feel like Cha-Cha-Cha would be one of the more unhinged moments in any running order ever. And I don't think the BBC would tank themselves like that, knowing that they're closing. So I don't think they're going to leave themselves out to dry. If anything, they'll put something like... I actually feel like it's going to be a death slot. Yeah. Like, 25 is going to become a death slot. Yeah. 
Well, actually, maybe I've got to scratch what I said about the prop because we were 25th when we had zero gravity and then That's they true. had the they big managed. Ikea thing for Lavender. But yes, I feel like managed. also that was something that they regretted doing immediately because Khan well, just weren't very good at what they did and they didn't really... Oh, well, you I was going to say, I saw it. So I can tell you on that, in the grand final, it all went smoothly, but in every single, like, and I'm not kidding, every single rehearsal as well as jury show, they actually had to cut to the hosts because they couldn't get Kate off and the furniture on in time. So I really thought, I was really expecting in the grand final to see them do the cutaway, but they literally got it on the last try. So I think that probably speaks more to the bad planning on Khan's behalf. I feel like the BBC (laughs) will run a tighter ship. So I feel like Laureen into May Muller is not, for many reasons, I don't think they're going to bury May Muller in something big and big stage presence. And I think what Kaz said about the smashed up car, if I, if I was a betting man and there were bets that I could place on the props that acts would use, I'd call that a safe bet. Do you reckon that Vanessa Amorossi is going to be watching and do like the Mika Nudin post of like <laughs> familiar? <laughs> I don't know what to say, guys. I mean, <laughs> she's, st- <laughs> she's still on that, right? She's still, she's still does stuff she's like that. She's everything. She's done it like six times. She compared the melody of Tattoo to the melody of one of her non That's original right. Entries. And I was like, that is the funniest thing. But in response to that, I was going through entries that night and I was on Melfest 2013 and the runner-up of Melfest 2013, the chorus of that song sounds like the I was going to cuss you out outside your house bit of I wrote a song. Yeah. And it really just reminds you that there's no such thing as original music. But yeah. No, it's eight notes repeated. Like there's only so much you can do before you hit, you know, the same melody as someone else. That being said, I'd love to see Vanessa Amorossi and Yohio teaming up to be like, what can I say, guys? I (laughs) don't my song. Okay. I'll start with Kaz. Rate it out of 10 and tell me what rank you think it's going to come well i love the song i'm going to give it honestly this is very close high up in my top song i'm just going to say like a 10 out of 10 <laughs> like well, i i just that's don't the have first an 10. issue with it is this the first, is that 10? The first 10 that's our first 10 <laughs> of the season I, I, actually, I heard, I heard Loki say that he was very high on this year and i heard he got booed but i'm i'm pretty high on this year oh my god besties but where do the i think it's going to come to be on an episode together we do, we do. We need to be the optimists. But look, I think best case scenario is like, it's cute live. It doesn't flop too much vocally. It gets like 12th, 13th. But I, unfortunately, I don't have too much faith for some reason. I don't know. I just have a bad gut feeling, which is probably good for the song because I'm bad at predicting. So I'm going to guess it's going to come, let's say 19. I just see 19. Okay. Aiden, same thing. I feel like my scores last time were very weird. That's just because I usually give scores out of 100 and then I was just putting a decimal between them. I, I like, challenge you. I challenge you this episode to round to a whole number. I won't Ooh. be doing that because I'm giving it 6.9 because... Give it a 7! Funny number. No. Oh. <laughs> 69 is a funny number. And so I'm giving funny it number. <laughs> Thank you. It's just like sometimes the song is just so slight. Like it's not like objectively brilliant. But it's just like so slay and fun that I'm just like, yep. Yeah. And what's she going to come? I wrote like a baseless thread of predictions the day after the grand final last year. And I got a lot right for like when I was writing it and how insane I went. 
and I predicted that the UK would win on home soil. And I'm going to back that. And I'm going to wow. say oh. that if not the winner, this will be a top five finish. Okay. Oh, wow. I agree with you. I think that it's top five. I think it's going to be solidly up there. Listen, May Muller, if you're listening, hi. I'm viciously bisexual. I will leave my partner for you. <laughs> Sorry, Lockie. And I think that I've never seen someone more confident and have more fun with a song. It's just incredible to see how much fun she's having this season with this song. And I wish her the best. And I'm giving her a nine. I'm giving her a nine. Cool. And where do you think she's finishing? Top five. Top five as well. Top five. Oh, top five. And honestly, I just think, like, my favourite part of the whole thing has been for, like, someone who isn't, like, already known to your fans. She's not yeah. someone I've seen rumoured. She's not someone who's been in national finals before. She has immediately caught the vibe and is running away with it. Instantly, one of the all-time greats in fandom interactions. Yeah. There's no award for that, but if there was, she's a contender. Especially when she made that TikTok about... Um... <laughs> when you wrote a... Yeah, seventeen, and then someone took that username and and made a pri fake private account. It was very funny. That was really funny. But yeah, that's the United Kingdom. May Muller, we love you. So we're going to start talking about our second song, which is Victor Vernikos. And the song, What They Say, which is the Greek entry of this year's Eurovision Song Contest. And the Greek song sort of had a bit of an interesting journey with being chosen from what we can one tell. one way to put it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one way to put it. So Greece this year had an internal national final with about, what, three songs? Three songs, I think? I think there were three songs in the final round. They definitely had more ah. beforehand. And some okay. promising names kind of got kicked out early on, which was alarming because Greece are just not to be trusted with an internal selection at the best Who were times. they? I know the biggest one that stands out to me is Evangelia, who yep. just like releases very solid Greek girl boss music. You know, like Andra Marche, if she could sing, or yeah. like <laughs> Eleni Ferreira. She just releases the music that you'd expect from a Greek woman in the pop music industry. And it's just like such easy televote bait. And I don't know why they keep avoiding it. Because I believe this is now the second year in a row where they've just like left her out on her ass in the cold for no okay. reason. And I'm like, I don't know if she's pissed someone off, but they need to send her as soon yeah. as possible. And then they got to the final three and there were some interesting discrepancies in how many public and professional or I think it was actually just the board of the broadcaster, like right. how many votes there were versus how many there should be. So ah. the winner of the demoscopic vote, I'm not going to butcher her last name, but her name is Melissa. She had the song Liar. She was the favourite of the, the, the public, not the public vote, but the demoscopic vote that they got in. And then overall, apparently her vote tally was like less than what the theoretical mathematical minimum should have been. So basically she's alleged that they've like sabotaged her and not even done a very good job at doing it. And then there was just some like bad reception to that. There was a bit of, you know, murmurs of like a lawsuit. And then it was like, if they get sued, that might mean that Greece have to withdraw. Mm. Then a bit of the song leaked on TikTok and people were like, this is terrible. I hope they withdraw. It was a whole thing. 
but the lawsuit has actually been postponed to mid-May. Oh. So we will only find out whether this entry is legitimate after the contest, which is quite funny. I think it would be funny if this does like really well and then they say, well, it was actually here illegally. So yeah, that would be very sucks dramatic. To suck. <laughs> and it's also not to take away, unfortunately, this is a pretty negative thing to happen to someone who's so young as well. Victor is 16, 17. Yeah. 16. That's just super young. And yeah. I'm sure I mean, he's already so feeling cool incredibly nervous about competing. And it, yeah, you're right. It's so cool that he gets to actually go to Eurovision at such a young age. I don't think we've had someone this young in a long time. Like I would say since uh, Bulgaria's uh, Kristen Kostov. That was probably the last time we've had someone super, super young go. I mean, what's super, super young? Like under like 18? On, like, I would say like the age limit, like where the age cutoff is. Um, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. No, I think I think he's even younger than Christian was. I think Christian was like 17, so yeah. Yeah. So it's super impressive. But in saying that, I'm probably going to start with my opinion uh, oh, of what they say. <laughs> we were doing so well. <laughs> I don't think the issues with the song are Victor's fault. But there are a lot of issues. And, well, first of all, I'm just going to start by saying it. I do hate the song, unfortunately. So let's say you really cool. Oh, I mean, that's always going to be a bit of a roadblock. Yeah, that, that's a start. That's a start. Well, just for some background, because I don't think I've ever actually spoken about this on the podcast. I have a music degree and I also have a sound production degree. So I tend to listen to the songs pretty analytically. And I don't know who is doing the mixing for this song, but you should be fired because it sounds like <laughs> you <laughs> it sounds like you have no idea how your door works because we've got uh we've got a sound recordist or a sound editor who has cut off this man's chorus like words. So we've got the phrase and you know what they say, but what they've done is where the natural like diphthong or like where your voice sort of changes the vowels, they've completely cut off the end of the words. So you've it got like cuts this... to the drum, right? It goes like say, it, it, like, it's it even worse. Like really... It feels like the man's being gagged. It's like, and you know what they say. <laughs> so it's like a bad Zoom call. Like, <laughs> so that's really bad because you miss the word blink and you miss it. And then second of all, there's just a couple of musical choices that are so weird. There's like this side-chained piano very early on, but it's side-chained to nothing or it sounds like a man's turning like the volume up and down on the piano for a cool effect or something. And then we've also got just like the worst MIDI violin plucks you've ever heard near the very, very end. So I just don't think very favourably about the song. And every time I listen to it, I can just find more things that are wrong with it it's just like a demo has been recorded or something interestingly off the back of that i'm more positive about it i'm also very similarly negative about it (laughs) okay (laughs) it's a it's a lovely moron i think i think it's the skeleton of a song that i like like i think it's got good bones and it could have been something really good however as much as it's great that he's written the song i don't know if he's the best fit for it vocally yeah. Also, yeah, the production is terrible. And really, it just leaves me with the feeling that it's a song that I should like more than I do, but it feels like a demo that hasn't made its way into the hands of the song's actual singer and producer. Like, it's yeah. a song, it's a demo waiting to find the creative team that can do it justice. Because I think yeah. it's a pretty solid song. I would quite, like, written by a 16-year-old, I don't really have an issue with the lyrics. I don't really have yeah. an issue 
with the, the melody. Like, it's catchy. Like, I can, you know, I can hum the song, bits of it at least. You know, it's got solid ideas. It's just executed in a way that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Kaz, I have a feeling that maybe you don't feel the same way as Aiden and I. Well, as someone who is uh, not doing a degree in music and who is a not a producer of any kind, <laughs> I think this is great. I don't know what dips and thongs we're talking about, but I thought that this was... <laughs> I just feel like it's very... It's like kind of like what I said about um, May Muller in the fact that maybe he wants this to be deep, but to me, it's just kind of like a surface level, like little Shawn Mendes type song. And it's just really solid. I think, yeah. I, I think the thing is like, I like the lyrics and the fact that he wrote them to me, that makes it even more impressive. And the, like the music to me is like, I'm not obsessed with it. I just think it's really successful, which is funny because now you guys are saying that it's kind of the opposite, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I was just very surprised to see that this was like so universally panned. Cause I actually didn't listen to this song like at all until I did my like full listen. And I was like, is this a yeah, song yeah. that everyone like hates? And it's like very low on every sort of like scoreboard and like fan a poll. I just think it's cute. Like, now that you guys are saying that, like, when they say that, you know what they say? And it cuts off. Like, now I hear that. So I don't know if that's going to change my, like, perception now when I listen to it. It's not bad to me. Like, I don't know. I, I just was surprised at how much the community disliked this when, to me, it's just, like, very inoffensive and, like, it's fine. Yeah, like, I have it pretty middle of the road, to be honest. As soon as you said Sean Mendes... I realized why I feel like I've heard it before. And it's because oh. it's like he's written a Shawn Mendes song. Yeah, And actually. that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like no. I probably don't have any problems with how he's written the song. It's just how it's been executed, which is pretty boringly, I guess. Because I, yeah. if you just strip away all of the instrumental and you try rebuilding it, the, like the song could actually work. But it's it's boring at the moment, I think. And that's, like, the worst thing you can do. And whoever is mixing it can be fired and start again with a hire a new one. I'm surprised no one's brought up, like, his enunciation because I was ready to defend that, but neither of you brought it up, so I was, like, on the offensive. I had, like, my, like my knife go, ready. Aiden, go, Look, I've kind of given up at this point. I just feel like <laughs> the, the indie voice is so widespread that there's no point in fighting it. Like, you're just wasting your breath. But, yeah, he does pronounce everything like who's talking like this like it's the Halsey um italics it's August welcome <laughs> to my kitchen like it's when did very... Björk get here <laughs> <laughs> Victor Bernicast has a riddle I have a riddle <laughs> late August bones start to shake <laughs> why do you know so many lyrics to this song that you uh I anyway so something I want to <laughs> want to point out about the song as well it's currently eighth in the second semi-final so it is in between iceland and poland okay so you know what that's not bad i know i know i just thought that i looked at it and went you know what jumping ahead into the poland review which is going to be fun if poland is as bad as it was during the nf greece is actually going to be pretty impressive depending on what their stage display is yeah, but what do you think about the running order slot? If Iceland keep power looking the same that it did at Song of the Cabinet, which I really hope they don't, Yeah, I don't think Greece, as much as Die Together was a bit underwhelming on stage and Last Dance was that, and Better Love was 
that a top 20 smash sure sure <laughs> in your mind sure i don't think greece have known how to stage in a long time because if you go backwards right yeah you get to like oniromu which was like blue hair that was surf. literally that was everything but that was everything that the song had to offer in the performance yeah. before that demi that looked so bad and sounded really bad but that's not on the stage that's a whole other thing utopian land bad my last breath those didn't have staging. Rise Up had a trampoline. Like, yeah, they're kind of they're throwing not... the whole kitchen sink at it. Just mm-hmm. trying things. It's like they're giving us everything and nothing at the same time. It's like maximalist, but at the same time, it was like so lazy. This will probably get like a piano and maybe like a statue of a horse or something. I don't know why. It's a bit oh, of a wow. weird thing to see. You know why? Because I'm the music video always makes me think of Anna Bergendahl's Higher Power, where she yeah. has like the horse behind her the entire time like the the visuals just like it just reminds me of that so i'm just like seeing like a really like dark horse <laughs> yeah like a trojan horse a tro- <laughs> why do i feel like switzerland is gonna do the trojan horse instead like the lost oh, souls God, are in the trojan horse so cringe <laughs> but yeah i feel like if powers are really visually unimpressive and poland is poland then this is gonna be in a good place to maybe sneak through. Kaz, do you agree? I, I do agree. I feel like either one of this or Cyprus will make it through. I feel like they're in a similar, like, they take up a similar spot. And I feel like this to yeah. me is like a lot, first of all, just like a way better song. But also yeah. I feel like in terms of running order, I think Cyprus is in between. I know it's, it's either, it's next to Belgium and something else. And I feel like that already is kind of like, because I think Belgium's like one of the only upbeat songs of that whole, like first eight or so songs. Yeah. And so I feel like this is going to call for, I feel like it's going to come about, I'd say not too high. It's not going to win or anything. I'd say it's seventh to like 10th. Like it's probably going to be one of the lower qualifiers, but I would feel pretty safe in this qualifying. I feel like it's, and there's like, which other countries in this semifinal? There's Albania, there's Cyprus, like, yeah, there's some block votes. Plus I think it's, yeah. Yeah, it's Denmark, Armenia, Romania, Estonia, Belgium. He's Danish, by the way. Oh, is he? He is? Oh, there yeah, you go. He's Danish. From Denmark. His last name's actually Jorgensen. What? The... Wait, what? Wait, wasn't that last year the girl was, like, Norwegian? Yeah, because they made Amanda Tenfield, who's, like, Norwegian. Yeah. They made her go by Amanda Tenfield. Geodardis or something? Geodius? Yeah. And then this year, they've got Victor Vernikost Jorgensen, and they're making him go by Victor Vernikost. Like, they're just really committing to making everyone sound as great as possible. <laughs> wow. I did not know that. So like Denmark, Denmark might help him out. And then you've got like the more traditional like Cyprus, Albania block. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, he's poised to do pretty well. I feel like I can't remember the last time Greece sent a Greek like solo man. I feel like they usually send like a- women or like weird bands. Like I feel like it's been a yeah. very long time. It was that like 2011 entry, like the I one guess- that he was screaming. Well, even that was like a group, I think. That was multiple people. Like, if you're oh, not going to count Rise Up, then you've got to go back to, like, not even 2010. Sarkis Rubis? was still multiple people. Is it really it would literally be Sarkis Rubis. Yeah, it's, like, the entire last decade. <laughs> Victor wow. Vernikos is the new Sarkis Rubis. <laughs> Aeon is going to love Dude, hearing oh that. my God. Does Aeon like this? You know? I suspect no. There's no way. Oh god, so she'll be <laughs> she'll be coming on swinging about the circus. Wait, I want to check. Hold on. I'm checking. I'm already checking. Don't worry. Okay. Aeon has it 30 second. Yeah, um, I knew it. Aeon doesn't like this shit. 
But yeah, I'm actually pretty positive on it looking at it because I have it 20th. I think, look, I think this is kind of a wasted opportunity because I think this guy's got potential. Feels like in a few years he'd be ready to maybe do better. Even if he does well, I feel like maybe get a better reception. Okay, well, let's wrap up this conversation on Greece. I think I'll start. My heart says it, it's going to end cute, but I think my head can see the maths and see the, uh, the benefit, I guess, in the, the countries that are in the semifinal. So I think it must have to qualify, but it's going to be really, really close. So I think it probably slides in at 10th. But I would personally, like with the production, I think I have to rate this pretty low. It's pretty low in my ranking. So I think I'm going to give it a three. So oh, wow. Look, I can, I'm looking at my ranking right now. This is my 10th favorite of its semi. So I do have this as a qualifier, shockingly. I probably would have been more negative on its chances before this conversation, but over the course of it and looking at who else is in the semi, oh. I kind of do see it in that like seventh to 12th range. Like I feel like if it misses out, it won't be because it's tanked. It yeah. will be a near miss if it misses. So I'm going to say it's going to qualify, which might bite me in the ass. <laughs> and what do you rate it? I am going to forgo the decimals because I would give it about a 4.5, right. but I'm going to rate it up to a five because I think, you know, he's a pretty talented kid and I don't want to stamp that out. That's very nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my charitable era. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's, uh, it's different for you. I know. I'm actually going to be nice about like all four of these songs. I'm really. (laughs) (laughs) And Kaz, my dear Kaz, what are you uh, rating this and is it qualifying? Well, I agree with you. I definitely think this is qualifying. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't be like insanely shocked if like Cyprus replaced this somehow, but I feel I'm going to say this is a qualifier. I feel like also it's like a 16 song semi. And if you're already getting 12 from Cyprus, Albania, Denmark, like that's probably enough, but. As a rating, I'll give this, i say an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Wow. I think that's where I'm at on it. Yeah. I think eight's, eight's solid. It's just a solid song. I, I just feel like it's well done, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> well, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> I'm it's used never to be wrong. okay to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, do you want to like intro it? <laughs> Go on, try and do it. I want to hear you try and do in the intro. Oh, do you want? Do you want me to? Go and try. I just want kind of. Right. I kind of want to hear you try and do it. So next up, I believe, because I'm looking at the little, <laughs> the little list on my screen, uh, <laughs> is uh George's Echo by Iru. Oh my god, she's just going by her first name because I know her just last Iru. name is quite a mouthful. <laughs> do you? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Not- but yeah, so Kaz, what do you think about the song? Hate it. Oh. Oh. Wait, actually. <laughs> Is that real? I thought he said ate it. And <laughs> no, he said hate it. No, no, I was I was just being hyper, hy- hyperbolic, question mark. Yeah, hyperbolic. 
Yeah, Wait, I do would. we need to do an actual intro? Now? I'll do it again. I can do it. It's fine. I wasn't I just... sure if you actually wanted me to do it or if you were just no. like, yeah, that's why I I'm egging you on, but I'm probably going to definitely put it in the show. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we are talking about uh, George's song Echo, which is by the artist Iru, who just won the voice Georgia, but she's also technically a returning artist because she has won Junior Eurovision in 2011 if I'm not mistaken. Yes. 2011. And we have this beautiful song, Echo, that has been released. I would say it's come out in a bit of a rush as well, considering she was one of the last songs to come out. She but, was the last song. Yeah, it was the last song to come out. But I don't think she had much time between winning The Voice Georgia and releasing this song. No, because she won and then they had to go write it and then they released it and then they took it off Spotify again and they remastered it and then they, they put it did. back up. Because they, I think they tried to meet the the, the deadline of the um, head of delegation meeting and so they didn't get the opportunity to master the song and so they released it and unfortunately the instrumental was just what I would call a cacophony of noise. It was a wall of noise. It was a lot. When it came out of... I just couldn't take it in. It was there was a lot going on. I still really liked it for about eight hours, but it was a lot. So we now have this song in our midst, and I want to ask, uh, who am I going to start with? Oh, Aiden, I'll start with you. Screw it. What cool. do you think of this song? First of all, <laughs> okay, I've had a weird like journey with this because they already laughing <laughs> i just haven't had a clear winner this year it's just not a year where there is one song that's speaking to me on the level of the last few years where i've had a real clear winner yeah and when this came out i was kind of desperate and so when this came out it was my winner and then i woke up in the morning and i listened to it again and i read the lyrics which is something i expect will come back to a lot and yep. it dropped immediately and then it kept dropping and then they released the new version and now it's suddenly back up to like my fourth. Yeah. So it's, it's had a journey. Like it was all the way down to 13th. It started out first and now fourth. I think the elephant in the room is that the song is gibberish. <laughs> yes. There is. Very. Like, for such a confident English speaker, because she is, she's a pretty confident English speaker. I do not know how she's tolerating singing this and she like co-wrote it with their main junior Eurovision songwriter yeah. and I don't know it, it would drive me crazy like it makes no sense yes I want to know what Kaz thinks as well before I <laughs> launch into it <laughs> well I've I've been I'm fine with it which I feel like is an unpopular opinion because it seems like this is a really hyped entry I just it's not clicking for me in the same way I think someone said it they said that this feels like a like a Eurovision like fan contest winner. Like when people used to do those like fan contests on Twitter where like everyone submits a used like to. a song. Used to. They still do it? I don't know. But that's really like someone Whoa. said that. And I'm like, that's so like real. It feels like one of those like random like Georgian pop girl songs that like someone would just find on YouTube from searching Georgian pop song. Yeah. So I think that this song is really special. I sort of had a weird journey with it as well. Like, I think there was a snippet that got released, like, about 12 hours before. Yeah, it was the same as Azerbaijan. It was the Apple Music. Preview. And it was just so loud. And I, I, <laughs> I was in bed with Lockie and I played it. And Lockie went, what the fuck is that? And I was like, would you believe the Georgian entry? <laughs> and, <laughs> and they were like, I hate it. 
bottom of my ranking. But I saw potential in it. Unfortunately, the day it came out still wasn't mastered, but I could hear... I just feel like it's a really special piece of music. I don't know if you know what I mean by it's like the verses are giving Billie Eilish a little bit, like the way the production has like the ticking clock and like just like the really deep. There's there's a lot of texture to it. Yeah. And I, I love texture in music. Like give me some interesting sounds and some, you know, synths that are correctly side chained to something yeah, it just drew me in. It's the type of song that I really love. It's big and dramatic and is interesting to listen to. So it just instantly drew me in. Although in some ways I wish it started smaller and got big because when I heard that preview, I was thinking minute and I think it did end up being the final minute, but the final minute doesn't really feel any bigger than the rest of the song. Like yeah. It starts big and it continues to be big, which works for some people, but I think an arc would have maybe also helped illustrate the meaning of the song more clearly. Yeah. I mean, if, imagine if, like, the intro was just her singing, like, in falsetto, like, with a piano, and then Ooh, it just, like, yeah. really faded in really, like, suddenly to the, um, life is love with the thumping bass and the, um, and yeah. the clock noises, like, where it cool. does go. That would have been really something. I or like think. violins, get some strings in. That's so cliche, but I think it would work. It's like the strings, that's what it's missing, I think. I think the chorus could be doing some dramatic, you know, something with some when strings. <laughs> when your lyrics are days in a row, I'm thinking, I know I've got a big faith. It's not like there's a real clear artistic vision to protect. Something that I think is interesting is the song is obviously called Echo. Yeah. And I'm a, I, I don't have a problem with calling a song a name and then not including it in the lyrics. But I think there's a bit of a disconnect about what is the echo? Like the, the echo title of the song is meant to be. No. Is it your heart? No. So the echo is meant to be like the echo of the internal voice, and the actual echo in the song is represented in when she says the like the chugga da da dum. Wait, hang on. Uh, she can do that really well. Chugga da da dum da chugga da da dum da chugga da da dum da chugga da da like that kind of like noise like chugga da da chugga da da like that's the echo apparently. She's done and that I'm, live and she I was shocked. I really thought that was going to be like done. I thought you know through like playback. backing yeah playback. And but then the she life did it together live. was playback. It was so yeah. weird. Like life together, life together was playback, and then she just randomly chugga da da chugga, and I was like, okay. Cool. And it was so good. It was like, I think it's going to be very, very impressive live. Yeah. And I think Jordan know how to stage when they want to. So I'm not worried. I feel like, especially because they seem to kind of be finally doing what something that people have asked them to do for years is take their Jesk songwriting team or more specifically the one man kind of been behind some of their more beloved Jesk entries and often people say, like, this doesn't even feel like a Jesk entry. This feels like just a song for adult. Why didn't they save it? Well, they have yeah. done that now. And I feel like they're really going to go all in because now they've got Giga. Giga? I think that's how you... I'm just going to shoot because it's like G-I-G-A. So okay. I'm pretty Giga sure. Chad. <laughs> like, honestly, honestly, it was a match made in heaven. And this is actually because Iru co-wrote, I believe, last year. Oh. So, like, it's mm. literally the same writing team as one of the most mature Jesk entries I think you've ever seen. Like that was some good food. (laughs) That was really good. And if they can stage it, anything, anything like that, or some of their more recent stagings, like 
we're in for something really cool, even if the song makes no sense. And I kind of thought the lyrics would make more sense. I kind of always assumed that Giga simplified the words to match like the English speaking abilities of the children he was writing for. Yeah. So I kind of didn't really have it on my radar that the the lyrics would be as decipherable as this. But now I'm thinking that maybe it's actually him who doesn't really have the grasp of English to be writing a full song in English. But I'm not going to hold that against him because at least the song's catchy. (laughs) Like if the song was bad and also badly written, I'd be like, well, what was the point? But, you know, some Georgian would have been nice, but I'm not going to complain. Kaz, do you have any thoughts? On this, uh, on anything Aiden has just ranted about. <laughs> I mean, the one positive thing that I really do like about this song is that, and I, I just always just kind of come to me now, but when I was listening to the songs, I felt like there was a lack of, and this is for a better word, I feel like I can't say this word because I'm Turkish, ethnic songs, like quote unquote, like songs with a bit more culture. Yeah. And although this song isn't really one of those, like the only one this year to me that really strikes me is Albania. And maybe that's why I really like that yeah. song. But this, that little, um, like that part, like that's like one of the only songs that gives me like a little bit of a cultural thing. And I feel like that will stand out in kind of like a sea of sometimes like very, like, what's the word? Like very produced, very like, there's a lot of songs not in English. There's still, I mean, this one barely is, but like, <laughs> they, <laughs> they still... <laughs> they still come off as like either like they're not like the language isn't the point of the song whereas this one i feel like even though it's i don't know how to explain it it just feels a little bit more it's got like a touch of that like kind of flair that i think is really important in a lot of like well it's like a part of a lot of winners in like eurovision history yeah yeah and they can kind of afford to do anything they want with interpreting on stage because i don't think that continental european like locals really have an in-depth knowledge of like the culture of that region like Azerbaijan Georgia I really think you know like love love peace peace the made up instrument I really think they could get away with that because something that Lockie pointed out to me the other day is that sometimes these countries run out of set or prop ideas and so when they are a bit uninventive they pull out the old like the big um drums like the big stick hit drums. <laughs> the and wake up Elliot drums. Yes, the wake up Elliot drums. And I fear that this could be, if Georgia don't plan this well enough, they could be at risk of pulling out the Elliot big drums for this song. Oof. It would be the only song that I could see it happening. I'm, I'm going to be optimistic because like, who I think I will be to too. Stage, I believe with like chess pieces. Like, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Watch me in my words, because Circus Mercus did not get the staging that they needed. No, but Circus, that's a different scenario. They sent a goofy R song. Yeah, but they forgot to actually give it, like, entertaining staging. It was so yes. static. Yes. So, in saying that, in terms of running order and where the song sits, it's sitting at 11th in the second semifinal. It is between Joker Out with Carpe Diem and San Marino with like an animal it's got two very rocky songs on either side of it so do you feel like this could make the piece stand out or do you think that the rock element will drown the song out Kaz I'll start with you I think 
Uh, to be honest, I think this is one of those songs where I think it'll qualify like no matter what. Like, I don't really think it would matter too, too much. I feel like it would probably do a bit better if it was like maybe closing the semi behind something a little bit slower. Yeah, I guess maybe this isn't the best spot for it, but I think I think with Slovenia, I think these two actually complement each other. I don't think they'll like kind of like cancel each other out at all. And I feel like going before San Marino, like it's just it's it's fine. I think this is just one of the songs that's probably strong enough that it could probably be like the show opener, the show closer in the middle, and it it'll be a safe qualifier regardless. Aiden, what do you think of its running order slot? I agree with Kaz on Slovenia and Georgia complementing each other and not really. They're very different in pretty much every way. There's also just no universe in which an animal is being to bury quite literally any entry. So (laughs) this is going to be fine. Yeah. So I guess the final question is, what are your ratings out of 10? And safely qualifying, like where, where in the range of qualifying do you see it? Aiden, start with you. I think this is one of the easiest qualifiers the semi not necessarily that it's gonna be like contending to win the semi but it's definitely one of the biggest locks so i'd say like top half like top five easy in the final i think it would depend on the running order more like it could be in that realm of eighth to 17th but i think optimistically if they get second half they could get their best result so yeah no i'm giving it a nine I don't think it would be Ooh. a 10 if it made more sense. I'm just at a point of being able to get past the fact that the lyrics make no sense because it's just funny. And if it makes me laugh, I don't really see the point in complaining about it. Okay. Uh, Kaz, what do you think as well? Yeah, I agree. I, I would actually say, maybe I'm like, even though I'm a little more down on the song, I actually think I'm pretty, I feel pretty confident either this or Slovenia will win the semi final because I don't see what else would. What else is there? Yeah, like there's Austria, but that's still, we don't, there's a lot there. I feel like Slovenia and this, and uh, Georgia, to me, are like the two most locked songs to qualify. And they're also the two that I would expect to potentially be like contending for the win of that semi. But Belgium. <laughs> no, <laughs> second or third, I meant. Like, obviously, that was implied. But no, uh, yeah, I think this is a safe qualifier. I think this could, this could easily win the semi. But I think in the final, I would expect it to. I think best case scenario would be like between like the six to 10 range. And then like, like you said, if yeah. it gets like a bit fucked over in the running order, then maybe it could get like to like, you know, 12 to 15, but I think it's going to do well. And I think it's going to break. I mean, Georgia has been on like what a six year non-qualification streak. So this will do well. And I think regardless, it'll be fine. And I would give it a seven out of 10. Okay. I definitely think it's qualifying. I'm just actually so happy for Georgia for finally figuring it out because they have just been stuck in this rut for a really long time. I think that the junior Eurovision route and being so successful over there is obviously the winning formula. So I'm really glad that they've sort of turned in this direction. So I think it's a really safe qualifier. I think it qualifies super easy. I, I, I would say it's top five. But I think that when it gets to the grand final, I think I might get lost. I just think that there's too many big hitters. I think the juries will be really great to her. I just don't think the televote is going to back her up. So yeah, I, I think that it's probably going to be like around the 15, 20 range. I don't see it being bottom five in the grand final. 
but I think I think it's right hand side definitely. But in saying that, I really like this song, and I really like. I feel very drawn to it, and I can't stop listening to it. And it is now in my top ten. So I'm giving this a nine point five. I love Ooh. it. Oh, so Lyrics. now decimals are okay. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Only when I do it because I don't pull oh. out fucking pie to create my uh, <laughs> rankings. So. Pythagoras' theorem is an incredibly valid way of calculating. <laughs> <laughs> So because of you. Sorry, I'm kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, I just need to I, I know what I'm in for here. And it's not good. So I just need to take a minute. Do you want me to do <laughs> the intro then? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't want you to do the intro for this one. Alright, well. We're going to talk about Belgium. So this is called Because of You by the artist known as Gustav. Gustav won Eurosong Belgium after the return to the NF in, God, just a long time. I don't think Belgium's had an NF in a minute. Not since like What's the Pressure, right? No, you're so right. What's the Pressure. It was What's the Pressure. Because that's where we got Tom Francis. Ah, yes. The Tom Francis running joke. Yes. Hi, Holly. This song sort of was, I don't, I would, I think it's safe to say that it wasn't uh, anyone's favorite going in. I think people sort of underestimated this song and it was a very surprise winner for a lot of people. It sounds like you're trying to like word this without us like going off at you. It was definitely a surprise. (laughs) Great, 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 great. You do not have to pretend it was expected. Like it was a surprise. Some of us were believers. Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. I think I had it seventh actually. Like I think it was. My I just saw this one bought like literally the seventh place, like last place in so many people's rankings. And mm. then obviously everyone thought Shireen was going to win or uh, Gala Drago. And or the Starlings. I think they were kind of like the Starlings. Yes, of course. That was a big three. Tom dives. Yeah. And here we are today with none of them, and. Instead, Thank God. with Gustav. And it's all because now, of Gustav. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just know where this is going. So I'm just going to throw to you two, say whatever you want, go for it. This is the best Eurovision song of this year. But, of all time. Oh, oh, oh this year? Well, I'm keeping it, I'm trying to keep it mildly serious. This is, and I look, to be honest, Finland is my winner. But I am retroactively changing that because everyone loves Finland and there's like no, like, like everyone knows that it's probably going to do really well. Everyone loves it. So I'm switching my winner as Belgium now. Belgium is officially my winner of this year, coming out as a Gustav <laughs> apologist, whatever you're supposed to call yourself. This song is so, and let me tell you, I didn't, the only songs I listened to in the Belgian national final before, I didn't even hear this one. Because I'm bad at keeping up national. Wise. The only one I heard was the French one. Was that the um, Sherin? Was that that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I like the staging. I actually feel like that probably would have done, like that was cute. It would have been, been fine. But this is literally like, when I, when I first heard this song after one, I tweeted the video and I said, you better walk that fucking duck. Because like, that's what came to my mind first. Like, 
just like <laughs> like i was and I, let me tell you right now there's gonna be when this song performs in france there's gonna be a public change in opinion it's not that popular right now when it performs after all those snooze ballads from estonia and andrew lambrew this everyone is gonna flip gonna win eurovision yourself is gonna be a belgian national hero and i'm gonna be able to say that i was first one that was there for him and i'm gonna to go to eurovision concert with a giant belgian flag good Thank you. <laughs> Aiden? Oh Look, my I hate god. To get but it really upsets me when I see people not standing and singing along with the national anthem. Exactly. <laughs> because when I hear those words and when the world got me going crazy, I hand I on my Where did this come from? Tears in like, my when, eyes. when did it click like, for you? It is just such a beautiful moment of global unity that we oh. are in for when he performed in the semi-final. Where did it come oh. from? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You are insane. <laughs> no, look, I think that <laughs> this is going to sound insane, but I think that last year gave, I don't know what the genre is. I'm going to call it self-help song. I think last year gave them a bad rap <laughs> because you had Malta with I Am What I Am, which I kind of loved ironically, Yes, but it tanked and it wasn't very good. And then you had Israel with a man that everyone unanimously did not like. And I think that kind of gave this kind of genre of like a very like, you know, self-empowerment song. And also specifically the gay ones. <laughs> I think this is like returning to the golden era of like when it was socially acceptable for Rise Like a Phoenix to win. Like this is... What a comparison, by the way. I know. Unbelievable. The same it's song. unbelievable that I'm comparing that god-awful song to a song brilliant and revolutionary. <laughs> <is> because... <laughs> <laughs> because... No, seriously, that, like, 90s, like, techno beat is infectious. Like, that's what won me over, because one. I just, I wrote this off. I wrote this off. He's just something so special to watch, because it's just, like, you watch him. You know when, like, you watch The Mummers, and they're just, like, so just relaxing to watch, and you're just, like, this is just soothing for the soul. This is soothing for the soul. He's just having the time of his life. You can tell he believes everything that he's saying. Like, that's a big thing. Emma Muscat lacked conviction. He's the father figure. He's the, the gunkle. He's that's the gunkle of Eurovision 2023. <laughs> he is. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, I'm not a believer of the Gustav Nation. I just think it's super corny. And I, like, when you're watching him perform it, I, I really like that he believes it. Like, you can tell that he really thinks he's giving. But I just think because he is. that no, exactly. no, I, <laughs> I'm not going to be bullied by the two of you into liking this song. Is that a challenge? Because I am instantly reminded of a couple of older Eurovision songs. The first one being Spirit of the Night by Valentina Minetta. What? And then the second Maybe one being Spirit Say Na Na Na. No, <laughs> Say Na 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 as well. It's giving like. Another top 10 television thing by the way, middle-aged. <laughs> it's just 
like I, I'm just constantly in awe Amazed. of yes, the people same. that bring this to the competition and think it's going to do well because, because it is. like even the visuals are giving, like it's giving a RuPaul B-side, but like worse, like a D-side. It's it's bottom shelf pulled out for the runway of uh, the competition. Category and, is a winner. Yeah. It's going to, I'm telling you like this. Oh my God. Like this is like a, okay. I'm being so serious. Do you unironically think all of this or are you being ironic? No, I genuinely like this, like scratches my brain. I think Aiden, honestly, you hit the nail on the head when you said it, like the mamas, like, it's just like a comfort song. Like he seems like he would be so nice. And he's just like, he's just like, Your staff honestly, is my comfort like, person. He's just like, you know, honestly, like, the nineties throwback is not something that we've had a lot of. Right. And I really think it. I really think the that, beat's it's, great. that it's doing that in a good way. Yeah. No, it's sick. Sick in the head, maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. Gustav has done about three times more for the gay community than RuPaul has. So let's back that up. Gustav yeah. found fracking in uh, Brussels. Gustav threw the first brick. I'd be there by his side when you said that he was fracking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you call that process. Because no said he was rocking, I would be getting my shovel and I'd be like, when do I start? Exactly. <laughs> I had my helmet on. Good to go. So it's your comfort song. What about the actual song in particular do you think is appealing to you, would you say? It's just uh, like so silly. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it is ironic. No, no. No. You can enjoy something silly unironically. That's true. Like... It's it's not silly because I'm laughing at him. It's silly because it's a song that doesn't take itself seriously. Totally. As much as the message is, like, genuine, it's not a song that is, like, you know, genuine, like, food for thought. You know what? I am going to slay today. <laughs> <laughs> and every morning that I listen to this song, I think, when the world's got me good at going crazy, what else am I going to do? I'm going to carry on. You sure are. I do you sure feel the am. same, Kaz? Yeah, I do. It's it's just fun. There's just the really good energy when he performs it live. Like it's even though like there's no color when he performs. Like the staging was very like black and like gray, but it's just so fun. Like I cannot. It's just I, I'm like literally like it is consuming me. Like I don't know what is happening. It's just something about it scratches my brain in a way that I can't explain. It's because life is too short, and we've we sure, sure got, got to, to celebrate. celebrate. Oh my god! And we Help will be celebrating me. when he wins the grand final. I'm sorry, one thousand points. points. Exactly. <laughs> 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 the rest of the world vote will literally just be giving all to Gustav. Inshallah. <laughs> no other act will receive. Inshallah. <laughs> I'm using my Ramadan prayers, my goodwill on him. Like that's not even hyperbole. Kaz, you brought up a good point. The staging was in black and white and he sort of wore a bit of a purple fit with some really fun pants. Do you feel like the staging is going to change any way coming into your vision or do you think they're going to stick with the backing singers in the back there and just him singing his little heart out? I, I think that I think they'll keep it. I don't think they like I don't know what to be honest, like I don't know what else they could do. I think what they have is probably the most that they're gonna do. And I think that it works. You know, if it ain't broke, it'll qualify. Oh, yeah. That Liverpool stage was built for this song. Real. Like, the screen at the back. And, like, you know they're going to keep the visuals the same because 
they've literally just released than a music video yeah like it's yes. literally just the visuals and it's like it's just gonna be that on the screen you have him at the front maybe they'll get him to like walk down the i think catwalk or something right like they'll get him to get some audience yeah, interaction yeah. at the end and seriously just as long as he's wearing a big hat and not a baseball cap he has been lately like seriously we need the big hat <laughs> easy easy what if, what if easy he has a hat reveal like like it's like the babushka dolls he keeps just like taking <laughs> 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 And then the and last he, like one. throws the hat into the audience, and someone gets to keep it. Exactly. Oh, I would. Oh, I would, they'll do I the same na 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 print where they hand out little hats to the audience for everyone to wear. Oh my god. Well, let's talk about where he is in the semi-final a little bit as well, the because he is. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Unbelievable. He is also in the second semi. I accidentally picked just exclusively second semi songs today. That's okay. We've um, got to get them out of the way eventually. <laughs> yeah. So he is uh, the fifth uh, slot in the semifinals. So he is in between Bridges, which is Estonia's number. Mm-hmm. And directly after him is uh, Australia's own uh, Break a Broken Heart by it. Andrew Lambrew for do Cyprus. You mean, do you mean Cyprus? Oh, my God. We, not yeah, well, well, we, Sorry, we have to kind of claim him. So he's between Estonia and Cyprus. Do you think that makes him stand out? I definitely think it does. Because I think both the songs around him are very, very mid. That's right. Because they give him a good spot. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy. Like, he's qualifying. Like, we did it. We did it, Joe. I'm so happy. This is, like, the best case scenario. We've said every song from all of the songs that we've talked about today. You think that they're all qualifying, including Belgium's Gustav. He's the most locked. He's in the Emily DeForest semifinal slot. That's all I'm saying. Ten years later... The anniversary slot. <laughs> it's the anniversary <laughs> of Emily DeForest's conquering of the first and final. We all think it's qualifying. I mean, I'm not sure, but. I mean, realistically, realistically, I'm going to be honest. I did my own little simulation and it qualified by one point. And I also have a massive bias towards it, but I'm just going to hold it. I can't tell myself it's not going to qualify. Otherwise, I won't sleep at night. <laughs> I. You can lose sleep because I think it's enqueuing. I think that there's songs that have to miss out. Yeah, I think so. I know that it's 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 in a good spot, but I don't think there's many friends of Belgium in this semi-final. Mm. It just runs out for me. Like if I put through all of the things that I think are gonna qualify, Belgium is just not making it. I think it's just too, as I said, it's too San Marino. It's got the San Marino vibe, and I just can't shake that. You're not going to see your uh, good mate in the grand final. Aiden? I'm confident in this beating at least eight or nine entries in this semifinal. Or ten, actually. Oh. It's going up as I'm looking at the list. What? Real. Mark my words. I, do you know what? And we will mark your words. <laughs> I'm scared to ask. Rate it out of ten. This is finishing left-hand side, 10. All right, this is, inshallah, qualifying, 10. (laughs) (laughs) They just can't be serious. All right, well, I'm giving it a five. It's actually okay. Out of five. Brilliant. (laughs) marked across the board. No, it's... (laughs) I I really like his optimism. I use my multiplier on Jade. (laughs) Multiplier. So it's actually double her score. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm using my hidden immunity idol. Yeah, it's a five. I like his optimism. I like how happy he is. Uh, and it's it's fine. It's it's just fine. 
good for the Church of Gustav today. Do you have a public holiday you celebrate? Uh, Yes, May 11th, the day of his semi-final two victory. Yeah, the uh, day of the Eurovision (laughs) final. Absolutely delusional. There's one thing we have to do before we go, uh, and that is to uh, talk about what our current top three is. I'll start with uh, the sane uh, top three. Uh, Everyone's heard this for um, several episodes now, but my third place... Oh, it's actually changed. Ooh. My third place at the moment is uh, Serbia with Samomisa oh, Baba. Oh, my God. <laughs> and no we comment. can't be serious. Second place is Sweden with Loreen. And my winner at the moment, and probably will continue, is Cha 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 by Karia for Finland. So that's my top three. Aiden. <laughs> As much as I'd like to give it to good stuff, my third place is still one for the mums, Lithuania. Classic. Love it, love it. Um, and yeah, it's the same as before. It's only been like three days. Um, my yeah. second is Joker, which is Cha Cha Cha. My top three, I to be honest, like Finland probably is my first. But okay, so my my third place is Joker out Slovenia. Love that song. My second place is now Cha Cha Cha. And it's in honor of Ramadan, Gustafadan, whatever you want to call it. Oh I put my Gustafadan. They're going to start saying Inch Gustaf instead of Inshallah. <laughs> exactly. Belgium. I'm going to make Belgium my first. It needs the help. I need, to, I need to be proud. I think you're both incredibly delusional, but I'm so happy to have you both on the podcast. Aiden, thank you so much for coming back. <laughs> That's all good. Any chance to talk about good stuff, I will take. <laughs> anyway, we will mute you for the next podcast. And Kaz, thank you so much for taking the time out of your uh, morning night for us to come and record with us and share your uh, interesting opinions. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad I got to celebrate good stuff at the end. That was honestly like that was a moment, and I'm so happy we had that. Career highlight. Career highlight, yeah, definitely. Life highlight. In all my days of podcasting. Yeah, this, this, is, <laughs> this is my <laughs> Which best is podcast two. ever. Shout out to Gustav. You've got the two biggest fans in the world right here. We love you. And we will see you very, very soon uh, for our next episode. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye. Eurotrash Talk podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by Jade Gray. The Eurotrash Talk theme song is composed by Lachlan Trappett and recorded and produced by Jade Gray. And when the world goes crazy, <laughs> I, <can't even> <laughs> I carry on. <laughs> What is that god? And it's so oh it's so <laughs> because of you oh wait I can't even read. Oh my god <laughs> so can't bad. even play it